Bob, do you have TikTok on your phone? Kevin, I'm not quite cool enough for TikTok. I'm not either. I don't have it either. <laughs> um, but apparently the United States government has launched a security review of the app TikTok. And uh was kind of taken off guard because I'm old. Hey, <laughs> I, well, hey, that, that's a really good point there. For some of us that are maybe not in the hip set, uh, can you help me out with a, yep, I see you typing Wikipedia right now. Uh, TikTok, is TikTok is a Chinese iOS and Android social media video app for creating and sharing short lip sync comedy and talent videos. The app was launched in 2017 by Chinese developer ByteDance for markets outside of China. What did you say? Bite dance? B-Y-T-E dance? You got it. So, nice. um, I, I noticed you said Chinese two times within like the first uh, 50 words. So, yeah. so that's is that rub. something to be concerned about? Well, the U.S. government seems to think so. Um, so interestingly enough, Bob, let me ask you a question. I know you the, already asked me one. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you another one. Damn it. Uh, is TikTok available in China? I'm going to guess that it's probably not because nothing cool is available in China. Yeah, you are correct. And isn't that weird? It's it's a Chinese developed app that's not available in its home country. Probably because I'm just going to throw this out here. The Chinese government already surveils its people enough, so it doesn't need to actually give them TikTok <laughs> to get more info. Probably. Uh, d- am but I it's, close? <laughs> but it's basically not there for censorship reasons. And uh, the servers. Thanks but for wait, asking. why is it not there for censorship reasons? What can you do on TikTok that would be like a free expression? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. You can make a video of anything, Bob. That's that's frowned upon in uh, China, apparently. Uh, so, uh, what's uh, interesting is the servers are based in not China. So I. Um, <laughs> It's pop- I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that country, not China. <laughs> it's a it's an exclamation point China if you're writing Ooh. code. Hashtag nerdy. Yep. And uh, here, here's more rub for you. So why does the U.S. give a crap? Um, because the company ByteDance is based in China. And the way Chinese government works is they're actually unable to refuse a, a, an order from the communist government that says, hey, turn over all your data. Because we don't have things like protections for tech companies. So you're a Chinese company. Therefore, if we want it, you've got to give it to us. Wait, Kevin, what are you implying? I'm implying things (laughs) like um, the government is able to do things with their subjects' um, technology. We're still talking about the Chinese government, right? Uh, We are, but this may sound like, you know, a (laughs) foreshadowing of the previous episode with Edward Snowden. And uh, yeah, you can see it here, which made me go, wait a second. Technically, that's two episodes ago, because remember, we've got one in the can that I still have to get edited correctly because my audio was so bad. Um, so, so where am I going with this? It's, it's funny because the U S government's like, Hey, censorship reasons. Hey, they might turn over their data to their government. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the Snowden episode, that's what our government does. I guess it's because why Bob? Because the U S government is closed out of that ecosystem. Wouldn't you agree? Which ecosystem? The Chinese ecosystem? The Chinese I'm so confused. and also the TikTok one. So how popular is TikTok? I'm glad you asked, Bob. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, apparently it's like the new vine, right? Yeah. TikTok is the new vine. And I am so old that I didn't even get a chance to do vine before it died. So, but yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I'd like to think it's because we have longer attention spans. That's why we've not been like roped into vine and vine 2.0 and TikTok. Yes. So TikTok, according to Wikipedia, has been downloaded about 80 million times in the United States and about 10 times that, also known as 800 million times, worldwide (laughs) for those who lack uh, math Wow, but it's a factor of 10 outside the U.S.? Yes. So imagine a social media company that had a bunch of users. Tell me if you've heard this story before. (laughs) And they are amassing a bunch of data. Would that become a threat? Well, apparently the answer is yes, if the U.S. government can't get into their data, TikTok, but not so much if they can get into their data, Facebook, 
Do you Twitter, see any Google? Yeah. Do you see any uh, conflicts of interest there? Hypocrisy alert? Well, yeah. I, as soon as you started talking about this, like my hypocrisy bell was dinging like incredibly loud. So, so the problem that the U.S. government allegedly the problem that the U.S. government has is that it's just like all the social media that we have inside the U.S., but the U.S. can't request TikTok data, so they for Therefore, they leap to the Chinese government is taking all this data for us. Therefore, we're going to ban TikTok in the U.S., much like China bans things inside their four walls. I'm so confused. That's what it seems like. So if I read on here on Wikipedia, in January 2019, an investigation by the American think tank Peterson Institute for International Economics Describe TikTok as a Huawei-sized problem that poses a national security threat to the West. Noting, wait, 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 wait. Have we ever actually clarified that Huawei, Huawei, whatever, is actually a, a national security threat? Has that yet to be determined? Well, but how do you prove that? And here, here's my foil for that. So Heather Floyd, I don't know if, if you're a fan of the show or if you've just heard your name, and if so... Rock, but she was uh, soliciting. Hey, I need a new keyboard, and I was like, Hey, I use this one. Here's a link, and then here's one. Where do all these keyboards typically come from, Bob? I'm gonna guess that they're made in China. What confidence level do you have that the keyboard? Let's let's imagine that you like me have has a third party keyboard in front of you. What's the? I have a I have a Microsoft Surface keyboard, by the way. So that's mm. probably made in China. Well, but at least it's not a third party. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> what's your confidence level that the keyboard in front of you doesn't have a keylogger built into it, powered by USB and using a very thumb thumbnail size web server and shipping it off to country of choice? Yeah, I, you're. I mean, that's a hundred percent dead on. I was going to say they have USB cables that actually will steal information from people. So. Of course, a keyboard could be. So, how did this go from Heather Floyd asking about keyboards to uh, Huawei espionage? Yeah, okay, Huawei well, espionage. So, so, to bring it back to Huawei, um, Huawei allegedly has has con- a conflict of interest because they are subjects of the Chinese government. They too cannot refuse any sort of government request to hey, give us access to whatever you know. And therein is what the U.S. calls the problem. Again, it's <laughs> lack of control. Wait a second. You're doing what we do in your country, but we don't like you. Therefore, you're a security threat, right? Yeah. So they've obviously looked at the cell phones and said the cell phones have this massive capability for hemorrhaging information outside of our country's walls. Right. Do they put that same level of scrutiny on said keyboards that we were just talking no, about? No, I was just trying to to tell you, you don't know what your benign device on your desk is doing versus you don't know what your Huawei phone is doing or the data that, you know, let's say it's sending data, your keyboard or some device is sending data back to home office. Well, who knows, A, what that payload is, and B, who knows what happens with said data. And then I think the U.S. government's problem is, is hey, we can't compel Huawei to be a part of this uh, secret prism slash five eyes program. And therefore, that's that's a blind spot for us. Therefore, you're bad and we will make it so all the users still have to use iPhone, uh, Android, Google, uh, <laughs> uh, Facebook, so we can see all what the terrorists are doing. Right. So do we have an agency that investigates these devices and says that they'll leak data outside our four walls? Um, so the or is CIA, it just an assumption? No, no, no. So we have actual agencies in charge of this stuff. So the CIA is in charge of human intelligence. The NSA is in charge of signal intelligence. And there's, I think, three others. So there's different types of intelligence. And so the NSA would be charged with having to know these things. But does the NSA look at keyboards? Um, I, I hate don't. to keep going back to the keyboard thing, but I, I feel like <laughs> no. I feel like there's you know like okay, so there's the big bad guy, which is the cell phone or the laptop. Right. We get that it's a big device; it has the capacity to do some pretty awful 
things. You're saying, what about but, these dumb devices? Yeah. Or, or what about like you have smart plugs, right? Or some kind of yes. internet enabled things that are from God knows where on the How other side of the world. I know it's not just sniffing the traffic and shipping it off to China, right? Exactly. I don't. And that's the scary part because Mr. Zuckerberg, but, actually, let me pull it back from Zuckerberg. Uh, Mr. Tim Cook. Of, yeah, we'll get to those, that joker later. <laughs> of Apple and I can never remember who the current CEO of that's Google is. That's Tim Apple, not Tim, Tim Cook. Tim Apple. Apple. Tap Apple. Um, <laughs> they make it very difficult for you to see what information is leaving your phone. We also talked about this in the Snowden episode. I'm pushing. We also talked you? about this at work today. Maybe you need Q, a disclaimer. Q disclaimer. <laughs> the thoughts and opinions of Bob and Kevin of the Bob and Kevin show are exclusively the thoughts of Bob and Kevin and not the thoughts of their employers. Past present and probably not future <laughs> <laughs> all right so so um i want to turn it over to you bob and maybe we come to, back to tiktok but i think it all dovetails so can you tell me if 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 you're legally allowed to tell me a little bit about the water cooler discussion you were having today well, since I'm 100% remote, the water cooler is also known as Slack, which could also be stealing tons and tons of information. Maybe it's a topic for another day. Um, so around the Slack water cooler, we were talking, someone in our organization who is a much bigger Apple fanboy than I am, uh, posted how cool it was that the Apple security page kind of reads like it's a product. And one of the features or products that are part of the Apple uh, ecosystem, if you will, is their commitment to privacy as a human right, I believe. Is that what they referred to it as? Yes. And so I challenged all of my fellow coworkers to a debate on which, which is the lesser of two evils. A company like Facebook, who everyone knows collects data and shares it for financial benefit or shares it as part of a, a larger global collection of data versus an Apple who still collects all the same kind of data on you, just doesn't share it outwardly and is part of their world domination platform to have all the data anyway. So I think I commented to you. I think it's a bit of a false choice because I would pick C. I want neither. <laughs> but Right, but the, the way that the world's heading the people who choose neither are in a giant minority. And even if you choose neither because of past choices you've made, you're still playing in that game of your data being owned by other people. So to reset, Apple definitely is marketing and positioning themselves as we are the privacy oriented company. And then Facebook, they want to try to say that, but we all know that <laughs> it's like Trump saying he's a great guy. That's a problem to me. You know, just well, and, <laughs> nobody's and how is Apple proving that they are? Because even since they don't have a social media platform, you know, I guess it's easy for them to say, well, we're not selling ads on any platforms, so therefore we're not sharing your data. But in the newest release of iOS 13 that goes on all your phones and whatnot, there are applications that constantly monitor your status of health um, through heart rate. Uh, there's a built-in EEG type uh, application. And they have now have something that alerts you when the audio is too loud in your environment. So it's monitoring the level of audio. Hmm, that must mean it's listening somehow. And then they also have um, an app that helps women track their menstrual cycles. So you're putting in your reproductive data into their ecosystem as well. Like, yeah. where is this all going? Well, it's it's them saying, you can trust us, Bob. We won't do anything with your data. But I point to Fitbit just got acquired by Google. <laughs> so Fitbit, if they had the same tack, hey, we won't share that you're a fat ass. Well, guess what? We just sold to Google. Sorry, suckers, because now they're going to use all that shit against you and market towards you, right? How do you feel about that? Because you are a Fitbit user, correct? I am not happy about that because I I avoid big tech when I can. And I look at Fitbit and, you know, some of these upstarts. Hey, guys, I will help you. I, I want to be I want to be out of the mainstream. Fuck. They just got acquired. What the fuck? Is everyone a and sell out and the answer is yes everyone apparently eventually sells out oh, and that's a problem dollars can totally uh give up your i mean either fuel your entrepreneurial need or you know 
get you onto the next project. So, I mean, money talks for sure. And and that just, I mean, hello, FTC again. Really? Does Google need to consume yet another company? Does Facebook need to consume yet another company? The answer is no. But, but you know. Google doesn't necessarily consume them. They spin them off as their own brands. Like, I, I don't you're know on the same Alphabet. balance sheet at Alphabet. You're in the same conglomerate. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know how they that. let that fly. Yeah, I, I. So, so there's that aspect of it. So back to Apple. Um, the problem with Apple is they've got a real conflict of interest, and it is China again to take it back there because iCloud, guess what Apple has done in order to preserve their labor for their devices? Bob, do you, do you remember? Do they outsource that to China? They give China all the private keys to your iCloud. How do they do that? Why do they do that? Help me remember um, all this. <laughs> you and I did, did a video YouTube version of the Bob and Kevin show when this kind of broke. Hey, right, Apple, I do remember much, that. Apple's like, or no, China's like, hey, if you're going to do business in our country with, and iPhone's really not doing well here, and if you want to do better here, um, you're going to need to give us access to any data that's stored in our country. And oh, by the way, any Chinese citizen's data must be in our country. And oh, by the way, we need access to that. We need all the keys. And of course, Apple, the privacy company, is like, sure, here you go. And the reason they did that is because guess where iDevices are made, Bob? China. Yeah. So there's a huge conflict of interest. So you But can't... they're assembled here in the United States. No, they're not. They're designed in Cupertino, but they're made oh, in China. Oh, designed in Cupertino. Yes. Assembled and sourced in China. Now, of course, Apple has gone to great lengths saying, we're going to bring things back to America. Still waiting. I think they had brought like, like their lowest selling product, which is um, one of my coworkers was telling me about it. And, you know, okay, but... You know, I, I would have absolute respect for Apple. They pulled it all back, charge more for the phone. Yes, charge more for Apple. But you know what? It's American jobs. And you know what? You're not in bed with China. I would have mad respect for them. And then they could fuck up their iOS all day long. I'd be like, yeah, but it's American made. <laughs> so Fair they've enough. got a conflict of interest. So as so long as really that conflict. Is. It's just a hundred percent marketing ease then that they're, they're the so. privacy champions. Think? No, I, I think that it's a hundred percent just marketing fluff because when you start to bring back that, you know, that the private keys are held in China, that the phones are made in China, that, but somehow Huawei right. <laughs> is a security risk, national not, security risk, but not Apple. Well, and then what's to say, I mean, is Tim Cook checking every iPhone for any sort of supply chain chip that goes in the phone. Okay, no, Tim's not going to do it, Kevin. Okay, who is? Spoiler alert, nobody. Maybe they So the do NSA it. is not so the NSA is not checking their phones like they would check well, Huawei. Obviously, I don't know the answer to that, but you bring up a good point. It's because guess what? Apple, just like all other US telecoms because they're 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 a tech company, they have to give up access to their their data so this whole well we're the privacy company your secret is safe between me you and the nsa <laughs> how does you know they just need to adjust their marketing a little bit right you are listening to the bob and kevin show with bob Beatty bar and kevin gisheski each week we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology our website is bobandkevin.show and our episodes can be found virtually on any podcast network be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. But like we talked about last week, they can't, they're not compelled to reveal that they're part of the quid pro quo with the U.S. government because it's not really proven that that stuff that Snowden leaked is true because the U.S. government can say, nope, we're not doing that. Right. Don't know. Classified. Can't tell you. Can, neither, can neither confirm nor deny. And then remember back when the FBI is like, hey, Apple, we, we have the murderer's phone, but it's encrypted. We need you to let us into the phone. And Apple put up a big, nope, not going to do it. Of course, you're going to get big brownie points from people like me. 
But then they are like, thank God, when the FBI sidestepped it. Basically, they went in with a hex editor, and instead of having 10 tries, hey, add a bunch of zeros, <laughs> you know, in the, to the binary, and now we can have as many tries as we want, and we'll just brute force it. Ding, 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 ding. That wins. So Apple's like, thank God. Right. But do you think <laughs> that that led to, like... Do you think that they had to leave that? I mean, it is a little bit of a back door. So do you think they were forced to leave that back door open? Or do you think their engineers made it so you couldn't alter the hex and add a bunch of zeros to get well, unlimited tries, basically? Well, it would be great to be a fly in a wall. And your second point is invalid. Uh, you know, when you compile something to binary, they are there are decompilers. Right. And then you can just decompile it, make a change. So there's no way to prevent that. No way. So... Spoiler alert to all of you up and coming programming kids. If you copy or uh, compile in a secret key to your DLL, guess what? <laughs> I can find it. It's right. pretty easy. <laughs> that story is old as time. Right. So, oh man, I didn't really want to take this back to encryption and stuff like that. But I mean, so given all those statements that we've made, really it does boil down to Apple's US users, their data is housed in the US, but their Chinese users. It's housed in China, but all the keys are in China or just for the I, just China for the Chinese, devices? Just for the Chinese citizens. Okay. It, it's based on the user. So where are the keys for the U.S. users? I assume Apple has them, but that should also raise the other alarm. Wait a second. My stuff is safe between me <laughs> and some protocol of people at Apple who knows how many people that because that's that's Facebook's problem right even though you have end-to-end -end encryption with WhatsApp guess what your conversation is secret between you and the person you're telling and whoever's got the key at Facebook which apparently they have no internal controls whatsoever so that's basically anybody <laughs> key key who's got the key <laughs> we all do it's in the you know it's on the Z drive <laughs> yes <What? laughs> an unencrypted Z drive it's actually on an Amazon S3 bucket that's open to the public right now. <laughs> so do you think that those uh, 100 plus app developers that, you know, of course, oh, it's weird, you know, 100 app developers had access to all kinds of user data even after Facebook was supposed to shut it down. So like how many, pe I mean, how many people over the course of the last five years have had access to data that they were not supposed to or yeah, allegedly not supposed to have. And access. where do you go for the stats for that? Because yeah. there is no such thing. But if you just go on the reports, it feels like it's almost one every other week or faster. A hundred here, a thousand there, 10,000. Like, you know, where does it stop? Well, and these fines are in such small scale compared to their money in that. Okay. We get it, government. It's a wink and a nod. Hey, don't do that. Jab, jab. You know, right. it's it's not even worth a line item on their ledger. It's like, oh yeah, hang on, let me let me shake my pants pocket out. There you go. There, the fine's covered. Yeah. Hey, we'll just <laughs> increase um, advertising by a dollar. You know, per unit. All right, paid for. Done. Or a penny. Yeah, probably. Or a micro penny. It's like it's so ridiculous that the disparity in the numbers. The revenue being raked in versus the penalties for them selling our souls. So, it just doesn't add up. So here's the next sort of thing that's bothering me. <laughs> uh, Mark Drake, listener of the show, I believe uh, he... Is yeah, Mark that, listener of the show? I think so. Hell I like yeah. to think so. Mark, if All you're right. a listener, please confirm. Yeah, hit us up on the Twitters and let us know that you indeed listen. Um, A few weeks ago, he had tweeted... He, he's... He can get. He can be an angry tweeter. Um, he, he, we, we have a couple friends that can be angry he, tweeters. Not gonna he, lie, but I think he was rightly justified here. So apparently, he was trying to recover his Instagram account, and Facebook's like, "You need to send us a selfie with a with this number written on a piece of paper. Send this image to us, and we will. It'll prove your identity." See, I would think I was being like socially engineered if someone sent me an totally. email like that. And, and I kind of thought that, <laughs> but fast forward today. Um, there's a hacker and I can't remember her name, but she's known for basically decompiling builds and seeing what, what hidden, what, what feature flagged features are out there. So coming to Facebook near you, you will now have to prove your identity by taking selfie in the forward, like the 45, the other 45, and you will have to upload these. Um, oh yeah, there's screenshots and everything. Wait. 
on the same day that I see a headline that says that anybody can do a deep fake video with you from a single photograph, Facebook is going to ask for a multi-angle. So basically be able to three create an actual 3D avatar of you. <laughs> well, according to Facebook, they're going to delete the images after 30 uh-huh. days. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Because we all trust Facebook at this point. And... Um, Nobody yeah, deletes but, data. They flag it. Nobody actually deletes data ever. It's just a flag. And they're apparently going to be using um, AI to confirm it's you. So basically, they're going to train their AI. They're going to be like, okay, we have now digitally captured your face, Bob. We're going to delete your photos. And all is good, right? It's like, wait a second. You said delete photos. But what about deleting the fingerprint that is now my identity, which is my face, which I can't change, right? Right. And what are they going to compare it against? An existing profile image or what? Um, I, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, maybe against your driver's license photo. I don't know. Uh, How did they get your driver's license photo? Uh, well, um, I think the last time I signed up for Facebook, I had to provide a government ID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is becoming very common practice. They, I didn't have to provide any identification when signing up for Facebook. Well, how long ago was that, though? A hundred years. Right. I had to try to re-sign up under a work account, which they subsequently banned. (laughs) And I believe it required a government ID for me to upload. So if you sign up for one now, uh, anybody out there who's recently signed up for Facebook, let us know. Do you have to provide photo ID or can you just open an account? I don't know. But again, that was a rhetorical or not really rhetorical, but a question for listeners, not for you. But apparently now, you know, we're creating um, a gate where you have to provide some sort of biometric to play. And I see this is just awful. This is just adding to the ever growing, like, database of information on all of us. So I'm, I'm, I'm sending you some articles here so you can, I guess, see. Um, what it is that I'm seeing here. Uh, <laughs> Facebook is testing a face detection tool. Updated. Uh-oh. What if I don't want to? And then I'm on Instagram right now. So can't I... Can they kick me? Can they say, no, in order to continue to use Instagram, you need to prove your identity. I don't want my information stored in Facebook. Nobody trusts Facebook. <laughs> what the hell? You know? I can see. Yeah, sorry, I'm reading. That's terrible. Um, Facebook tells Engadget that it th- this is a test, but that it does not use facial recognition. It's only detecting motion to be sure that you're a living human being and not a bot. Oh, oh that's why that's... it's asking for the left, right, center. Oh, the article I read, they want they're going to hold pictures for 30 days, and so. Anyway, it's getting weird. They're saying, um, think of it as a next level CAPTCHA. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. You know, th- they will tell you anything to to make it pass. And I think the problem we have is, is the U.S. government thinks this is probably a great idea, too. You're telling me we can get all of this, we can get somebody moving around, you know, a, an isolated headshot, something that we can feed to our AI program. That now we can, you know, let's say we have monitoring cameras out in the cities. You know, come on. Is right. this the and world it, we're, we're, we're signing up for? No. Yeah, and yeah. Facebook says it's not using it for facial recognition, but who is it that they're going to provide that data to that is going to use it for facial recognition? Yeah. So this probably brings us to Josh Howley, right? Yeah. Howley, Howley. Holly, Holly. Holly. Josh Hawley. He's a senator from Missouri, correct? Uh, Yes. And he's a Republican. And he's basically like uh, clearly a listener of the Bob and Kevin show and getting (laughs) all of his cues directly from us, right? Yeah. I, I just can't tell from reading this article, though, if they're trying to paint him as an advocate or a lunatic. I just can't. So we're referencing <laughs> uh, we're referencing an article that came up in Recode. And uh, it's actually from October 29th. And it's just talking about that, you know, that the government is finally starting to take these, you know, threatening Silicon Valley giants um, seriously. But... Or their and, threats. Seriously. But despite his good intentions, A, as you pointed out, kind of sounds a little crazy, and which is something I fear. It's like, wait a second. 
for me to not want to be tracked 24-7, why does that make me the crazy guy? So I, I feel for him there. But secondly, the government, it, the executive branch, it, which is where the NSA is and all these illegal-ish uh, wiretapping things are happening, all they got to say is, nope, not happening, or national security. Uh, you know, I'm doing the Jedi mind trick here. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and so that means it doesn't exist. And so right. is this all for nothing? No, I, I just, I guess the thing is, is that the article makes it seem like he's conflating his concerns about our data security and our identity security with this rant, this unproven or debunked uh, theory about big tech social media trying to silence the voices of conservative content providers. So I think that's where that it gets up. a little crazy. Because one of the sections of this article was, you know what? And I, and I don't have his name right in front of me because this is a really long article and I'm paraphrasing. Um, basically, it's probably not that social media is biased towards partisan politics. The thing is, is it's biased towards extremism. It's biased against boring so therefore, if you're more extreme, you get promoted, more likes, more retweets, and more likes, more retweets get pushed up. So it's not so well, much... I was going to say it's chicken or egg because, it, yes, it, it is biased toward extreme extremist behavior, but it's really just biased toward eyes. The more right. eyes a thing What's gets, gonna the get more the most boost pop. it's going to get. Yeah. Exactly. So it could be grandma's chicken... Uh, <laughs> recipe or something and as long as it gets likes or retweets it's going to go however because some partisan things become more successful than others I could easily see how somebody's like oh well you know clearly they're suppressing they're shadow banning they're whatever but really I just think some of the <laughs> more extreme people just might be more successful on the left is that I mean we got some well, crazy it, people on the right but it talked about the algorithm, like he challenged Google's algorithms because um, liberal or left-leaning uh, outlets got a higher ranking, but it's because those outlets were more prolific in their content publishing. Yeah. And that goes a long way. The more articles you put out, I mean, so that's just a strategic thing that right-leaning publications just aren't taking advantage of. And it's, as you and I both know, having been in the web game, it's really hard to undo a shift in momentum. You know, if you're, if you're number two, it's really hard to get to number one. And if you're number 200, it's definitely hard to get to page one. And there's so many syncophants on social media going, yeah, really, they, they believe less in what the substance of what the person said, and they more are interested in gaining the adulation of the poster hey, I want to be friends with the person who has a million followers because by some way, by some association, just because they liked my tweet, I am cool too and I am honorable. So I think there's a lot of that in social media. It's like, wait a second. Oh, you... well, the virtue signaling for sure. Oh, oh my God. I mean, there are so many things lately and I'm proud of myself because I just want to chime in and be like, Really? You're applying your little experience to the entire industry of developers. I bet you can guess what type of <laughs> that was about. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, we all are in different bubbles. And because you've got X number of thousands of followers, because you say it, and now your broadcast makes it so, even though it may only exist in your world. But now... Oh, but the amplification amplification is real for sure. That's right. You know, such and such and such about the IT industry. It needs to be stopped. I'm sick of this. Okay. That's in your bubble. It's not in mine. Just because you say it, it's in your bubble doesn't make it true in my bubble. And and that's where I think we get a lot of angst. At least I do. Yes. I digress. Um, I do kind of want to bring it back to the to good Senator Hawley. Um, some of the positive things that the article does point out, and you and I have both referenced this, um, he is an actual voice of educated reason when it comes to communicating with these big tech giants 
when they're brought in front of Congress. Um, he does ask educated questions. It doesn't look like he's just reading what his staffers wrote for him. He has an understanding of the topics with which he's addressing. So those are all super positive. Um, he's been part of some really good legislations when it comes to uh, protection of child uh, child pro- 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 children's online privacy uh data monetization, data tracking. Um, and but, I do see a tweet here that he sent out on July 24th. It says, this is very disappointing. This settlement does nothing to change Facebook's creepy surveillance of its own users and the misuse of user data. It does nothing to hold executives accountable. It utterly fails to penalize Facebook in any effective way. That's in regards to the $5 billion fine. $5 billion, yes. <laughs> so I think he gets it, but we need yeah, he's definitely Yeah, he's definitely a a like mind of the show for sure. Um, I just don't know like where it's going to go. I don't think that the current makeup of our legislative branches of government are just up to speed enough. And we've talked about this a million times. Like when is the catch up going to happen? And if it does, is it already too late? So I had asked you, or made reference during the Snowden episode about the five eyes. Bob, do you remember what the five <laughs> yes. eyes are? No, you sent me a link to an article about it, and it was it's basically five organizations, right? It's five countries. Five um, countries. Sorry, Australia? I guess they're organizations. <laughs> five corporations named Australia, Canada, New Zealand, United Kingdom, and United States. So in print in in all of these countries, actually, I'm not an expert in all these countries, but at least in the United States, you can't spy on your own citizens. So therefore, what you do is you say, hey, Canada or hey, New Zealand, can you spy on my citizens and then just tell me what's going on and we'll spy on your the, citizens. Is that what the five eyes do? They spy yes. on each other and then share the data? Yes. And is and this it, a legitimate thing or is this a thing that Snowden revealed and is yet to be proven? Well... I'm going off Wikipedia, so it's Wikipedia true. <laughs> you know, so, so that's what I know. But apparently there's the nine eyes, the 14 eyes. So apparently there's different member states. And it's countries you may not expect, such as Denmark, uh, Austria, Belgium. Some of the countries that are you would think would be able to know better. But um, that's where this all like ties together because... Are we part of any additional organizations in five eyes or like we in 14 and nine? Uh, I believe so. I'm going to send you the link so you can uh, peruse it here. Um, but uh, remember how we were talking about the CIA is in, ter- in charge of human intelligence in this article. So the CIA is in charge of human intelligence, the Defense Intelligence Agency, the DIAs for defense intelligence, the FBI security intelligence, the apparently there's geo intelligence, which is the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. I didn't didn't know we had that. It's known as the NGA. And then the what National that, Security Agency, which is... What does the NGA cover, though? Uh, now I'm going to click on it and read. This is going to make for terrible podcasting, but <laughs> I will do it just for you, Bob. <laughs> uh, here, I can read it. Is a combat support agency under the United States Department of Defense and a member of the United States intelligence community with primary mission of collecting, analyzing, and distributing geospatial intelligence in support of national security... Um, it used to be known as the National but what Imagery is Mapping. Geospatial so intelligence. I would say spy satellite images. Would be okay. Because <laughs> they're referencing Cuban Missile Crisis and and stuff like that. So basically, so they take pictures of stuff sky. on the ground and share it. Yeah, they take pictures of the ground and share it. They're they're probably the reason why some Google Map stuff is just blacked out. This area is unavailable. Or what? Hmm. They probably guess. oversee that. You're if probably not, right. I want it. I want it to be true because, I, yeah. So, um, the, the five eyes. So, nine, go ahead. Apparently, nine eyes and fourteen eyes are just expansions. Uh, the five eyes people are a part of the nine and the fourteen. So, one country that you don't see on the list, Bob, would be. Uh, China. Yep. And therefore, I think that's the problem. Wait a second. You're not in the club. You have all this data and you might have data on Americans and we want to spy on Americans. And therefore, that's a problem because because military personnel, 
might be using TikTok. You know, just like we had a few years ago, the controversy of yet another you know sports uh, wristwatch thing where it was sending out where you are and it was mapping military bases and things like that. So I understand Oops. some of the legitimate legitimate <laughs> concerns there, but what's illegitimate is the hypocrisy of wait a second, it's okay as long as we can see the data too, which is feels weird shouldn't be like that should not be like that where do we go from five eyes here um six (laughs) there is a six eyes apparently that adds something else so russia is not also not in this club shocker so if you look at the map it's basically the nato countries they're they're sharing so no no shock there who's friends and allies right so but unlike the Paris Accord that we just left, it wouldn't behoove us at all to leave one of these arrangements because we couldn't get data from them about our own people. Yeah, but I think right now it's business is good. We can get any data we need. There's no reason to leave. Right. right. Yeah, because if we do leave, then we don't get data about our own people because we can't quote right. unquote spy on our own people. But Exactly. Uh, that's got to be like, that's just in name only though, right? Like hot, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We can't spy on our own people. Right. So the way I think it is, is, hey, you guys spy on us. We'll spy on you. Then we'll share data. Hey, there's a refactor there. Just spy on your own people. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, isn't that kind of what you do? Well, if Facebook is sharing data and Google is sharing data and, you know, all the other giants are sharing data with our government, then isn't the government in effect spying on us? Yeah. Oh, well. Because they just have to ask for it. That's what we did. That's what we discovered last week, right? right? So, of course, that makes you and I crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists if we believe that, because officially they cannot confirm or deny such programs exist. And oh. Edward Snowden is a fugitive of the United States government. You shouldn't trust a fugitive of the United States government, even if he might be a hundred percent right. And not to go back to this, but weren't the documents that he released were they not validated? Like that they were actual. Who's going to validate? I mean, where'd he go? Snopes? Hey, Snopes, these true? How would Snopes know? But so then did the government deny that those weren't real documents? They they can just say no comment. I mean, I don't know the full chain of custody on, on what's happened with those documents. But doesn't the fact remain that if he can't come back here without being like prosecuted, arrested, whatever, wouldn't that be an admission that those documents actually do pertain to our national security interests? Well, if you're the United States government, that's that's what Mr. Stoughton believes. But until he comes back, I guess we won't we won't find out till it gets here whether or not we'll hold him indefinitely, etc. But they didn't promise that they wouldn't, right? Right. Oh, so it, it's slimy. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's not good for Mr. Snowden. It's definitely not good. So, um, and th- this podcast is clearly going to be listened to by people but they're also going to go ah tinfoil hat guys they may be right but you know what we just say they're tinfoil hat guys and no comment or whatever but you know whatever that's right our lives because if we went missing then that would validate what we were saying is true so yeah mix you you like martial arts you're into what exactly what is the martial arts you're into the my officially trained martial arts tong sudo but yes i'm a big fan of all of them and i know tong sudo is korean it's a Korean okay. martial art, uh, sister art to Taekwondo, a uh, little bit more hands than feet. Well, it's hands and feet. Taekwondo is primarily hands, the sport art of Taekwondo. So being in the United States Army, uh, the official combatives martial arts of uh, the United States Army is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, so we BJJ. All, we all get trained in that. And one thing you learn is once you get somebody in the rear naked choke and you get those hooks in on their neck and you get your legs around them, it is over. And that's what I think we're at with with uh, with this spying on our own people. I think the government's just got us rear naked choke here and we're fucked. Well, I don't know if it's got it sunk in just yet, but it's definitely uh, we're definitely back mounted in more ways than one. <laughs> Well, the reason I think we're fucked is because not only does the government do it, they also got the biggest corporations in the entire tech industry in on it, too. So, all right, here's a good question for you. So we've just kind of made that very clear, concise statement about where we feel the government has us in a data chokehold. 
Um, what do you think about all the blusterings of currently elected candidates and ones that are currently running for office talking about how they're going to take down big bad tech? Do you think that that's anything close to reality or do you think that's just rebel rousing and, you know, just bullshit? Unfortunately, I think it's bullet points to get elected and then we don't uh, make good on those campaign promises, unfortunately. I hate to take the pessimistic view there, but I just look at what we're up against. And the the real problem we have is, is that you can just utter the phrase national security and there is no longer allowed to be a fight. You can, The fight's not allowed to take place. It's done. It's over. I don't care what you want. We just say national security in the executive branch and the precedent has set or has been set that that's it. It's over. There is no argument. This 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 discussion is over. <laughs> but as it relates to big tech, though, how does national security come into that conversation? So we've got Elizabeth Warren and Senator yes. Josh, who are very vocal about breaking up these tech companies. Where does national security come into play there? I would say the executive branch would say, hey, look, Ms. Warren and Mr. Hawley, um, there are things at play here that you don't understand. And um, sorry. You, you know, there is no discussion. We need Facebook to spy on people. We need Google to spy on people. We need AT&T to send us the data. And you just don't understand. Therefore, make this needs to they go would away. Say right that, but they would say that behind closed doors and their voice would just be silenced. Correct. They'd stop talking about breaking them up. And that's kind of how we would validate. Correct. But well, so, of course, it's all very conspiracy theory, right? Oh, right. Y- you know, that's that's you're just saying there's nothing we can do about it. Well, unfortunately, I think we're kind of in that spot here. And and who do I blame? So I, I want to point a finger here. I, I blame the George Bush administration, the, the same president who I signed up for the Iraq war under. Um, they did this in the name of the Patriot Act, in the name of September 11th. And when you're given power you want more and you don't want to give it up. And I think that's what happened to Obama. And I think that's what will keep happening because we now have infrastructure. Well, yeah, you, can never, you can't put this toothpaste back in the tube for sure. Like this is this you second can't. right now is the current baseline. Like, so yeah. So what I would like go back 10 seconds ago, <laughs> what I would like is an acknowledgement. Yes, we are doing these things. Yes. It's, it's, um, legally gray and i because once you get acknowledgement and somebody can talk about it then you can actually have the discussion in a courtroom but right as of right now you cannot have the discussion in a courtroom the fight cannot take place and, and that's right, the but problem. i think we're talking about two different fights i think well, you're talking about I'm government saying, surveillance i'm saying yes but i'm saying facebook is a participant and they are being they will never be broken up because they are necessary to the the uh, the five eyes to all these programs. So when somebody goes to attack um, big tech behind the scenes, I think that's when somebody will say, "Hey, you, you, you ruffling feathers over there, you, you, Miss Elizabeth Warren, um, we need you to come over here, and we're gonna talk to you, and you're leaving this room, and you're gonna drop your fight with Facebook, and here's why." That's what I think is going to happen. So would you also say then when you have these hearings, you know, joint committees, bipartisan, you know, Congress, senatorial hearings where they bring in these people, these are those are just for show. Nothing is ever going to come of those. So according to Snowden, very few, uh, it was like eight Congress people were actually involved in these backdoor smoky room. Hey, we're going to, we're going to break the law here, but we're going to, we're going to wink and a nod here, but it's all national security. And Nancy, Nancy Pelosi was one of them. And so I would say, you know, as we've churned, because uh, Patriot Act was at least 10 years ago, and then many other things have happened, I would say that the incoming freshman um, Congress people over the years, they're just, A, dumb about technology, and B, they don't know about these things. The only way you and I know about these things is through stone. So we have to take on faith that that's, this is really happening. As a government official, as a senator, as a congressperson, even if you're on the intelligence committee, you can ask. But if you get back 
we can either confirm no deny and then you have Zuckerberg in front of you what are you going to do? <laughs> right. So I, I hate to keep taking you to task on this, though, but basically <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is that there's been a total conflation between the social media empires of Facebook, Google, you fill in the blank, um, and our national security interests insofar as that we have our people monitored on the daily because in the, in the, in the guise of national security. Yes. Now, I was watching, and I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, Edward Snowden was speaking at the Web3 conference recently, September, so about a month ago. I did not. I was too busy today, damn it. And one of the... So it was a Q&A with Snowden, and it was a bunch of developers, and he gave a nice speech, basically, hey, you, you coders of the world, you're the ones that are implementing either these sketchy things, or you're not. You know that you could do it above board, or make this one change and we'll all be rich for the rest of our life, but you have to pay a little bit of your ethics. Facebook, I'm looking at you. So, <laughs> so one of the things uh, that he was talking about was, or one of the persons asked questions, okay, Mr. Snowden, how do we not go, how do us startups not go out of business if we're not allowed to collect data and sell it to the government. I'm like, what? (laughs) That's like, didn't know that was part of a business plan these days. Wait, so developers have that is like part of their like underlying framework is that part of the way that my million dollar idea is going to be a billion dollar idea is if I collect data and sell it to the government. Like that's a known question to ask. I was equally like, what? What is going on here? That That's a thing? So I can just start collecting data and like, hey, government, here, I got some metadata. Would you like to buy it? And apparently I can take a huge loss in my startup because I'm getting this side cash over here from, from the U.S. government. And I was did, like... Uh, how did Ed answer that? Um, Basically, like, do the right thing. <laughs> so you know how, how people do the right thing. Uh, they don't. So... <laughs> You have to start watching Silicon Valley because this is like literally ripped from the headlines. All right. Well, you, you should watch that uh, video that uh, I sent you about Snowden. Snowden repeats himself a lot because he's got a different audience, but you know, uh, whatnot. But I found that to be kind of an interesting little discussion. I'm like, wait a second. So you, you're basically like, well, I mean, it, it's not crazy for us to think, okay, we're no longer in a advertising only world. Hey, show ads, make money. We're also in the show ads and also sell behavior and metadata back to Facebook world. So it's not that much of a stretch to go, well, what if the U.S. government's also a buyer? And now I don't want to start any rumors because I've never heard of such <laughs> a thing before this video, but apparently I am starting a rumor. Uh, but uh, I'm like, huh, that's a thing. But to my point, Facebook is a proxy for that too, is it not? If if they're sending data to the government and I'm selling data to Facebook, I'm part of the problem, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the way that goes down on paper is that the government isn't actually writing the checks. They just have angel investors that they funnel dirty money through and those investors are the we ones the, that actually got make the payments. thick thick envelope that's all taped you know and you know in a dead drop you're like yeah there it is and that and you know later on in this new show that we're going to develop this person's funding facebook you know or something crazy or the next startup yeah odd. and but who's to say like the next tier of that isn't Facebook actually funding those skunk works operations to come up with the next app that can, you know, fill in that tiny little pixel detail on that avatar. Because they've got the yeah. cash. Yeah. And then, you know, Facebook flirting around with, yeah, we're going to start, uh, you got to take selfies. Oh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to delete them in 30 days. Wink, wink. Who believes that? We're going to delete them right after the developer that developed that technology adds them to his personal little you know, database server. <laughs> I it, Facebook needs like a sign number of days between breaches. You know, that thing's got to be at a goose egg often, you know? <laughs> Actually, that's hilarious. I wonder if that is, <laughs> did we use that for art for an episode before? Number of days. I don't know, but maybe we should. Maybe, we should. <laughs> maybe that's uh, the artwork for this episode. <laughs> so even if so it's there's not that. the artwork for this episode, you should just make that and post it anyway. Cause on your art channel, I do like that. Yeah, which I haven't drawn in forever. Um, okay, so now Facebook has always said, oh, don't worry, we'll gain your consent before we do facial recognition. Well, 
if you look at like the cookie thing, basically it's, hey, we use cookies. If you don't accept this, fuck off. <laughs> so will Facebook just say, hey, we use fac- facial recognition. If you don't uh, agree, fuck off. So it's basically saying, well, yes, you have to opt in. We are nice white knights. You have to opt in. But also we will deny you 100% of our services if you don't. Thank you. It's totally, it's pay to play and you're paying with your data. Yeah. And okay. So, so let's go back to one of your earlier questions. Apple says that I think privacy is a human right. Is that that what they said? Yes. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Is that statement true or false? Um, Well, it can be 100% true that it's human right, but people's rights are violated every second, every day. So they can... they can be the white knights and say it's a it's a human right, but they could also violate that without even blinking an eye. Okay, so if the government recognizes it as a human right, then it, then there's criminal and civil potential penalties there. So, but let me let me just ask you this: but they so don't the, actually recognize that as a human right. Nobody they does. Don't. They don't. You're right. So it's it's all it's all fluff. <laughs> so let me let's just go through a thought experiment in your room right there. Do you expect privacy? No. Why? Because um, I have all this electronics. <laughs> okay, that's terrible, and I, and Bob. I, and I have a window. <laughs> okay. Let's say you close the window and you, you turn off the video chat we have going on here. Do you have a reasonable expectation that what happens in that room should be private? No, I have a fantasy expectation, what not a reasonable one. What the wrong with you, Bob? Well, yeah, the answer is yes. You should be able no. to go somewhere in the universe and go, you know what? It's just me. Fuck the world. It's just me. Not anywhere in modern society you can't. Why? That's not what? a realistic oh, It's man. not a realistic expectation. It's You're just not. You're giving up too easy, man. Too easy. It's, it, it's not that I'm... I, I, we gave up a decade plus ago. That's, I mean, like... We gave it's up the fro- long ago. But it's the frog in the water. We didn't give it up overnight. We gave it up over time. So as the frog it sits in the water at room temperature and the pan right. gets warmer. He, One degree a day. It doesn't notice. And then eventually it's like, holy fuck, it's hot. How the hell did it get so hot in here? It's because over time we've given up ground. And that's where I fault our our lawmakers it's where i i look at our tech companies and they go oh but we're doing all these benevolent things here's google docs and here's gmail and by the way we scan all your emails but we do it for your safety you know we check for spam we check for blah 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 and we just say yeah that's cool yeah that's cool and then eventually i and i'm I'm not trying to uh make you sound bad but i am sorry i think we get people like you (laughs) but so you're telling me that now expectation of privacy and feeling like you're entitled to it are two totally different things because i know you're not sitting in that room that you're in right now and expecting that it's private because i have a video you feel entitled to privacy but you don't expect it um, well, because I have a video chat going on right now, but if I turn off all my all my devices, I do have the expectation that I'm alone now. It's alone. How are you time. gonna How are you gonna turn off your phone? Power. How do you know it's off? I don't, Bob. That's a great segue <laughs> to our Snowden episode where we talk about that. <laughs> I just, is, I, the expectation I think is is fantastical, like. If, if anybody who thinks they really have access to privacy, it's just them trying to be entitled to privacy. So There's is no there, expectation of is, it. Is there anywhere on planet Earth that you can go and be like, I can expect that in this spot, it is private? Yeah. If I leave my devices behind and I go up into the mountains, yes. If I'm okay. under a tree, because the satellite's not going to be able to pick me off from there. But even so... If you're in an open area, you can be being watched from above. And there's actual precedent for this, I believe. And uh, like you can be you can be spied on and out in public. However, when you enter your home, we have the we have the uh, Fourth Amendment, illegal search and seizure. In fact, they can only come in. They the police can only come <laughs> in your house if they have probable cause, right? Otherwise, they need a warrant. 
And so I would argue that in your domicile, I like using big words for no reason, in your domicile <laughs> or, or home <laughs> or home, fine home, so so less letters and syllables, um, you should have the expectation of privacy if you want. Now, at what point do do we cross between the internet having privacy or not? And I, I would definitely say, okay, the internet, oh shit, that's you're, you're joining the public interwebs and whatnot. But I think Facebook, Google, whatnot, go too far in saying, oh, you're on the internet. Yep. Zero expectation that privacy. So Snowden, and I think even, I don't know if it was this article or not. If, if you want to message somebody on Facebook, you are way smart and you know that Oh, yeah. This is private between me, grandma, and whoever's at Facebook. However, Joe User has the expectation that, no, this is just between me and grandma. Of course, that's uneducated. However, Facebook in no way makes it obvious that that it is true that they can actually access everything. So in the in the case of that, I feel that there should be some sort of warning, like obvious, hey, Anything you say in the, in Facebook Messenger right now is not private. And I think that's the crux of everything that makes me so frustrated. It's because if you're not paying attention, you're ignorantly blissful, right? But if you are paying attention, you, you're frustrated because everyone is not necessarily lying to you, but lying through omission. They're yes, not exactly. telling you. They're not telling you the facts. They're not explaining to you that you really have no privacy even in your domicile because of, you know, your Amazon products, the watch that you wear on the wrist, the phone that you carry with you everywhere, um, the plugs that you have to make it so your lights come on when the sun goes down, like all that stuff, like anything that's connected, anything that's an IoT thing, because you've not been told specifically that you're being listened to and monitored, that people have this fantasy of an expectation of privacy there. You know, I think this is a good point because you're right. I think we're kind of fucked. So therefore we should be more aware that how fucked we are. And I think there needs to be some sort of disclaimer, just like, Hey, we're using cookies. Okay, fine. Hey, we're going to take this data and you know, we're going to do this facial recognition and you're going to opt in and guess what? We get to keep it forever. And I think if, if that was put up on the screen, that might dissuade some people and go, wait a second, you're going to keep this forever? Right, but then we're back to toothpaste back in the tube again. Like, how is it fair that I don't get to enjoy... See, and this is where they get you. I don't get to enjoy the modern amenities of technology and society because I don't want that avatar being made. It's already too late. The avatar's already drawn. But still, you're opting out of society at some point when you're opting out of technology. Yeah, I, I definitely don't have any answers. <laughs> also, the known as the theme of the Bob and Kevin show. Okay, <laughs> so uh, let me roll this one past you. In the headlines, there was a murder, and Amazon Alexa may or may not have been a witness to the murder. So there's yes. a court case where Amazon is being subpoenaed to provide any information about what Alexa may or may not have heard. Right. So the rub is if Amazon saves the day by saying, yep, we actually have audio and video that will confirm the killer. Then all of a sudden they're spilling the beans that they have audio and video that may right. confirm the killer. <laughs> so should we help or not? So, of course, Amazon, if, if I'm them and I'm, I'm I have the noblest of intentions as a well, developer. Not this is the plot line of the best of us, by the way. Is that a uh, black mirror? No, the best of us is that show that you made oh, me watch with the. It's it's better than you, the, by the be, way. Better than you or better than us? Better than us. God, we both got it wrong. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yes. So team teamwork for the makes the dream yeah. work. Yeah. So it's the best of us. So if, if I'm if I'm the lead developer on Alexa, and the reason I have what's called a wake word, Alexa, is because I'm actually listening to everything, but I bit bucket everything that happens up until I hear the wake word. Now I'm actually recording because now I got to parse whatever. So Alexa, blah, blah, blah. And then once I get the command, I'm going to parse those words and then I'm going to ship those off to AWS, the servers there. The server, the, the big mainframe at AWS is going to go, you know, 
you know, Alexa, how to make chicken soup. And then that gets logged somewhere. And then Alexa tells me because that way the actual little hockey puck or whatever, if you have an echo dot, you don't have to have a lot. It's a dumb client. It's a thin client at this point because right. the actual processing is elsewhere. So the question then becomes is, does Alexa actually work that way or does Alexa actually send back more than just what's in the context of the wake word or not? And that's going to be very interesting if we learn anything about that. Right. That's and that's big. And, the, you know, I don't know if you've been noticing any of the holiday ads that are already starting to pop up, but uh, Facebook is making a giant push into their um, video appliances. And I saw that someone else was also uh, going pretty hard. I think Google's going pretty hard on their video appliance as well. So, you know, it, it's just going to be another device in a large majority of homes that is capturing visual and audio data. And I'd like to take this time to do a little public service announcement for Black Friday. If 23andMe and or other TNA <laughs> kits um, are available on... They do it every year. <laughs> ...are available for Black Friday somewhere, run away! Run away! Don't do it! They'll keep your shit forever. You're human. Dude, That's think, all you need to know. <laughs> I think they're over 100 million. So, I mean, the database is getting giant. Which also comes back to ignorance is, hey sell one thing but do and do the thing but also do these other nefarious things which is save the data and possibly i don't know provide it to my local or national government and maybe i get a little kickback and or you know. or apple makes a purchase of you know data from a dna company to help keep them afloat matches it up with their heart and menstrual cycle data and then all of a sudden they have a better picture of an individual I don't, I, I'm not a woman, but I, if I were, I definitely don't think I want my menstrual data plotted on some chart on Apple servers. <laughs> you know, same with my Fitbit. I put in the calories I, I've had, I put in my weight. Guess what? Apparently that's not all going to be property of Google. I didn't sign up for that. Where do I opt out now? Because I don't want, oh wait, it, I won't be given the choice, will I? Too late. Too late. late. Money changed hands. <laughs> yep. In the acquisition, they got all that data anyway. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, all right. That's a perfectly depressing note to end it on. How do you want to wrap things up? I don't know because we don't have lightning anymore. I don't know how to end shows anymore. So. Well, you can. What do you, your parting words? And then I'll close out. My parting words. Uh, we're fucked. Over to you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to thank everyone for listening to the Bob and Kevin show. Um, we're slowly peeling away our opens, our closes, all that good stuff. But uh, stay tuned for a little brief announcement and you'll figure out how to interact with us on all those privacy stealing social networks. Thanks and have a great week. Bye. Hey, have you ever wondered how you can get in touch with us at the Bob and Kevin show? Well, first... You can try us via email at comments at bobandkevinshow.com. Or are you more into social? If so, you can find us on Twitter at Bob and Kevin Show. Or on Instagram as Bob N. Kevin Show. That's Bob, the letter N, Kevin Show. And if you're still on Facebook, you can even find us at facebook.com slash Bob and Kevin Show. And for the serious business fans, you can even find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash the dash Bob dash Kevin dash show. How's that for a handle? Let's connect. 